And that's one thing that's really great about Pinterest versus Instagram is the shelf life on Pinterest is tenfold. Um, For example, on Instagram, your post, once you post an image on Instagram, the shelf life is two, maybe three days. So every two to three days, you're pushing out another photo and you're having to, you know, hook them with a caption that takes a lot of time. Whereas on Pinterest, I don't need to do that. And my images have a twice as long shelf life. They never expire. Um, So I can put one image up one time and still get hits on it Uh a year, two years, three years down the line. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. What's up, guys? Today, I have Kirsten Stevens of Kirsten Ashley Photography on to talk about all things Pinterest. She is a wedding photographer based in Dallas, Texas, and she is killing it at the Pinterest game. Yes, Pinterest is more than just brownie recipes and movie quotes, um, although that's what a lot of mine looked like until I talked to Kirsten. Um, Kirsten gets around 1,200 website clicks every month, and she used Pinterest to grow her business when she moved to Dallas from California a couple years ago. She walks us through her workflow and how to use Pinterest to grow your business, gain brand recognition, and make more money. Let's go. Uh, welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Um, very excited to have you all here. Uh, we are going to be talking about Pinterest today, and I am so, so thrilled uh, about this. I, uh, I actually took uh, Kirsten's course last year about P- Pinterest, and uh, it like, transformed what I was doing on there. Uh, I mean, I wasn't, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't doing much uh, before, but now I'm doing more. Um, and, uh, and it is good. And she's just like, what do you, you have like, what, 400,000 monthly views or something like that? Um, it kind of ranges. It's usually about 300 to 500,000. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> That's like multiple stadiums packed full of people. Uh, that number though, doesn't really matter what, and I'll get into this. What matters is the link clicks. So what is driving traffic to your website? Ooh, and okay. I get about 1200 to 1500 clicks to my website from Pinterest per month. Okay. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big number. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get into that too. That's like, that's like the difference between like followers on Instagram Yeah. and like your engagement and mm-hmm. who's actually engaging and like going to your website and everything. Cause like that, that big, like 400 and something thousand, I was like, what? This yeah. is crazy. How does she even have time to do this podcast? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, um, so tell us a little bit about 
you, you were also a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how did you get into photography? Where are you based? All those fun things. So I am originally based out of Temecula, California, which is in between like LA and San Diego. Um, I had grown up there. I was born and raised there and I started photography, just kind of dabbling in it with my daughter and then randomly started getting into engagement photography and then started doing weddings shortly after. So um, I have been full-time for five years. At the same time, I was also doing marriage family therapy. So for the last two, three years, I have been full-time with just photography. Um, In 2019, yeah, just wanted to make sure. 2019, we moved from Temecula where... I knew everyone to Dallas where I knew nobody. Um, So I went from knowing everyone, all my connections to knowing literally just my husband and my kids, nobody else. Um, So I was trying to figure out like, how the heck am I supposed to move full time as a sole income family. Um, my husband's in grad school. So it's just me. And how was I supposed to pay the bills if I didn't know anyone? Um, so I turned to Pinterest at that time to start working up my SEO in Dallas um, to start driving traffic to my website using Pinterest. Um, and Dallas is a huge, huge market. It's yes. It's, it's huge. Um, so I needed to find a way to set myself apart, but also to become the authority in this area. And the way I found to do that was to make sure that my work was literally everywhere. So anytime they were on Instagram, they saw my work. Anytime that they were on Pinterest, they saw my work. Anytime they were on Google, they saw my work. Um, so Pinterest really helped me be able to move kind of seamlessly to Dallas um, just by being able to get my work out in front of a massive crowd of people. Nice. Yeah, that brand recognition is, uh, I mean, that's why I like Coca-Cola still, you still yeah. see billboards. Everyone knows Coca-Cola. Right. If, if, if you like Coke, you're going to go buy a Coke, but you see the billboards everywhere and then you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, I could go for a Coke right now. Right. Even Starbucks, like any big oh, yeah. brand like that, you have a ton of brand recognition, but with photographers, like the, our brand recognition is very small. However, our work starts becoming, the more it's seen, the more people are going to recognize you and your name. Um, yeah. So one thing that I was really attracted to Pinterest is that I want to see my work in other people's boards. I want my work when someone's inquiring, when I search their name and when I start looking through their Pinterest board, I want to see that like my work is something that's pinned. They may not have even realized it was my work. And actually that's happened several times, but um just that brand recognition gives you the authority too and makes you become a trusted photographer in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And uh, yeah, I feel like, like as photographers, anytime that like one of my clients changes their profile picture to one of my pictures, it's just like, just like a, a little, little piece of my heart. She's like, Oh, yay. 
yeah, yeah they, they loved it enough to change it <laughs> and it's it's like that same feeling because I've had um I had that happen once um like I said I I have not been great on Pinterest but I had that happen once where I had a bride uh send over her Pinterest board inspiration mm -hmm. everything like that um and she had actually pinned a couple of my photos um not knowing that they were mine but they yeah. were uh, there I had one pin blow up nay wasn't viral or anything but like it got like a couple thousand shares yeah uh, it was like a little um it was a little flower girl but instead of flowers she had a little bubble gun oh I love it <laughs> it's super cute and like the bride and her dad were like over her shoulder back in the background uh so it was very well composed for my like second year <laughs> as a wedding <running laughs> photographer uh, it was completely by accident that it was composed like that but um but yeah like she had pinned that one I was like oh that's my photo and like yeah. like I know that feeling um so yeah that is definitely definitely something that uh that I would want uh for sure yeah one of my brides this past year she was one of the first brides to ever book me in Texas and she was asking me a bunch of questions about florist and I was like well what's your inspiration for florals and she just sent me a collage that she had put together on her phone and I was like hey, you realize that four out of five of those are literally photos of mine. And she was like, I had no idea. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, I didn't know. And now she looked through and she was like, oh yeah, your name's right there. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really That's awesome. Cool. It was a great feeling for sure. That, uh, that brand recognition, mm -hmm. photos all over the place to where they can, they can pick them up. They can put them in their, yep. their little, uh, their boards and everything. Yeah, not only that, I I mean, it's simple marketing that to see your work show up seven times before they even start to, I think that's what it is, um, to even want to listen to you. So if they can see your work seven times just on Pinterest, just by scrolling one simple swipe, your work when they start scrolling on Instagram is also going to start sticking out to them. Yeah. 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 There's uh, I think that a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of us, uh, like as creators, we don't, we, we feel a little bit pushy mm -hmm. or spammy. If mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, I shared this photo on Instagram. So mm -hmm. do I really need to put it on Pinterest? Do I really need to put it on Facebook? Do I really mm -hmm. need to do anything else? I don't want my, you know, my followers to be like, okay, yeah, we've already seen this photo. Yeah. But, the reality is they're probably not seeing it on all of them or if they right. are it's not connecting and right like you said you know seven eight nine ten times seeing seeing your work seeing uh like uh, i know that with like facebook ads and stuff like that oh yeah you gotta you gotta retarget over and over right and that's one thing that's really great about pinterest versus instagram is the shelf life on Pinterest is tenfold. Um, for example, on Instagram, your post, once you post an image on Instagram, the shelf life is two, maybe three days. So every two to three days, you're pushing out another photo and you're having to, you know, hook them with a caption. That takes a lot of time. Yes. I... 
I kind of hate Instagram just for that reason alone is that I don't love the fact that I have to sit there and come up with captions. Like that's just not my forte. Um, whereas on Pinterest, I don't need to do that. And my images have a twice as long shelf life. They never expire. Um, so I can put one image up one time and still get hits on it. Mm-hmm. a year, two years, three years down the line. Um, for example, I just got an inquiry yesterday, last night for a maternity session that I posted on Pinterest three years ago. Yeah. And I don't even offer maternity sessions anymore. <laughs> so um, the shelf life, honestly, that in itself is one of the main reasons why I love Pinterest so much more than other social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that the shelf life, cause it, it is, you know, most social media platforms, mm-hmm. it's a very quick kind of turn and burn and, yep. and that's it. And everyone's ready for the next one the next day. And yep. you got the algorithm that's looking mm-hmm. for new fresh stuff. But with Pinterest, it's a search engine Yep. where people are searching for things. And that inquiry, she was probably searching for maternity photographer. Uh, And and then your photo popped up because it's still there. And there's not really a way to search on Instagram. I mean, I guess you have hashtags, but even... It's like it's showing the the most recent stuff, and yeah, and your work just gets piled on top of. And I Instagram yeah. just came out with a new feature where you can like type in something, like keyword keyword search something. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that feature, your images don't show up unless you're the first for the first person to be talking about that. And there's how many people yeah. on Instagram? Oh yeah, way too many. Wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love, I love that. uh, You know, the the shelf life of everything, which makes it so much more valuable for your Mm -hmm. business. Like the amount of time that you can spend, you know, pinning, pinning to Pinterest versus posting Mm -hmm. Instagram. Like that is going to be reap like so much more return on investment. Right. I think one thing though, is like when we think of return on investment as creatives, we not even as creatives, as people, we like things that happen fast. We want to see a fast return. Um, for example, we want, like, if I'm going to order something, I want one day shipping. Like I want it the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just how we are as consumers, but also how we are as business people with Pinterest. A lot of people give up right off the gate. They'll be like, I'm putting in so much time and so much energy into pinning my content and I'm not getting any inquiries from it. And I've heard this from probably nine out of 10 people I've ever talked to about Pinterest. And the reason why is Pinterest takes time. And that's a word that no one likes to hear. Um, Not only does it take time for it to happen is what typically happens on Pinterest is people will click off of Pinterest onto your website. And the reason why I'm able to know this is because I have hot H O T jar J A R on my, um, the plugin on my website. 
Uh-huh. So I'm able to track the people who are going onto Pin- or from Pinterest onto my website. What I've noticed is they'll go onto my website They'll scroll through my website and then they'll click off of my website onto Instagram and then they'll engage with me on Instagram. They'll follow me and then they'll inquire, but they won't say that they found me on, on Pinterest. They'll say they found me on Instagram. So what I've realized in just with advertising in general is people aren't putting the accurate the accurate place they found you on your inquiry form, unless you're asking them like, Hey, how did you find me? What hashtag were you searching? Um, I actually just had a bride. I just booked a bride two days ago and she was like, yeah, I, I thought she found me on Instagram and she was like, no, we were just searching um, like Dallas wedding photographers. And we saw your work over and over and over and over again. And then I clicked onto your Instagram and I started following you and engaging with you there. Um, And I would have never known that unless I asked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many times that, because I have that, like in my, my contact forum has the source of like, who, who, who did you, who referred you or whatever. And a lot of times they'll be like, Oh, uh, Google or uh, Instagram. And then like getting to talk to them, like, Oh, well actually I attended a wedding that, you photographed a couple years ago and then I started following you on Instagram. Like, okay, that's a different, but yeah, the, those follow-up questions really do help kind of see where, where you should be spending more time and how they're actually following you. Um, And you mentioned hot jar. Mm -hmm. I I love hot jar. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. I've got that on. Yeah. uh, Like, it's, it's so fun to just go on there and see. Uh, and if you don't know what Hotjar is, it is um, it's like a plugin that you can put on your website. It's it sounds creepy. It's not creepy. <laughs> it uh, it'll show you what people are doing on your website, so you can see it. Like screen records um, just your your website. It doesn't like record through their camera or anything like that. Yeah. It just records their cursor moving around your website. And another thing it's great for is you can see like where people like, where are you losing people at? What page are people instantly clicking off of? Are there any links that are broken? Is your website confusing? Um, It's just a great way to track how people are using your website. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the like it shows the the hot percentage mm-hmm. of like you know they get on your on your site and then they start scrolling and then you can see only fifty percent of the people actually get past this line yep. of your website. Mm-hmm. If you have anything that's really important or like your call to action or anything, uh, that's really good to put up there. Like I used to have my call to action toward the end because I was like, oh, I want them to read everything before they get to the bottom, and now. It's right up there at the top because everyone's mm-hmm. going to be there. Yep. It also lets you know one thing that I really like it for too is if your inquiry form, um, people sometimes will start filling it out and then click out of it and stop filling it out. So you're losing inquiries that way. So one way I've used hot jars to see like where am I losing people on my inquiry form and do I need to change either questions around or do I need to take any out? Yeah, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I, I had a really long inquiry form for a while 
mm-hmm. um, just because I was getting a lot of uh, a lot of leads that they, they we weren't going to be a good fit. Right. Uh, I added more questions, but I think I added a few too many questions and some mm-hmm. like confusing questions. Um, and apparently, like the little date box would like pop up in a, a pop up window for them to oh. click around and like click on a date as a little calendar. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that that's what that uh, that looked like. And that was where a lot of people were. Mm. You know, they were like clicking out or they couldn't mm-hmm. click on the right date and then they would just leave. Yep. And they just made that a text field where they can just, they can type, they can write it all out January, J A N, like yes. the whole thing, or they can just do, you know, O one. Yeah. Uh, and that, that saved a lot. So yeah. Hotjar, Hotjar is great for that. And <laughs> where people are coming into your website, like you can through mm-hmm. Um, which, which is great. Um, and we kind of talked about how like Pinterest is not your average social media. It is a search engine. Yeah. And I think that's where people get confused. Like Instagram, you go onto Instagram to connect with people. That is how you build relationships with your potential leads. Um, that's where you foster your leads. Pinterest is think of like Google where you are like typing in Dallas wedding photographer or like wedding bouquets that's where you're going to get inspired um, and possibly looking for vendors but these are leads that more than likely do not know who you are as a person do not know you as a brand they just know your work so these are really cold leads your goal though is to get them onto your website get them onto your instagrams to warm them up but it is solely a search engine Therefore, this is what I like about it. I'm an Enneagram one. I'm very type A. I That's just how I am as a person. Yeah. Um, I don't like coming up with captions. For example, yesterday is my media day. Mondays are. It took me an hour and a half just to come up with three captions. Like, waste <laughs> of my dang time. Uh-huh. Um, waste of my time. But on Pinterest... All you have to do is keyword research. So Dallas wedding photographer, say it's a venue, their name with wedding at the end. Um, I mean, anything really, if you think about it. So whatever your city is, venues, whatever your city is, wedding photographer, um, whatever your niche is also. So like elopement photographers, national park elopements, there's so many. You could keyword research for days. Um but you could reuse those keywords on almost every single one of your pins. So if you have a keyword planner or just a way to keep your keywords organized, all you have to do is copy and paste it however many times and you could pin hundreds of pins in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's it and forget it. Totally for that. I know. Like, you mentioned, like, uh, like keeping keywords and like Mm -hmm. copying and pasting. Mm -hmm. Is there, um, is there a penalty? Because I know, like, on Instagram, if you use the same hashtags all the time, you can get shadow banned or they don't show up as often because Instagram's like, oh, this actually isn't in Dallas. This was in. I mean, if there's a penalty, I don't know about it because I. This has been my strategy from the get-go, and this is 
this has been my strategy from what other um, Pinterest marketers have taught me. Um, so unless there is a new penalty, there's not one that I'm aware of. Um, I do recommend like switching up, like you don't want to mislead people. So say yeah. your wedding was in, okay, I'm just going to use California and Dallas because they're just so different. Yeah. Say I'm blog or I'm putting on a Nash or a Joshua tree elopement, right? I'm not going to hash or I'm not going to keyword it Dallas wedding venue or Dallas wedding photography because there's no Joshua trees in Dallas. No. <laughs> um, so when someone in Dallas is searching for Dallas wedding venues and they see a wedding venue full of Joshua trees and rock formations, that's really misleading someone to believe that there's something like that. Um, and there's not. So I, if I'm going to put on like California weddings or sessions or any other state, I'm going to keyword it for the appropriate state and the appropriate venue. There are times where venues look very, 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 very similar. And it's kind of hard to tell the difference. Texas mm-hmm. loves white barns. It's just, just a thing. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you wanted to like big oak trees in the middle. Of the- <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you would never know. So like, um, I mean, there are times where I'll be like, okay, like here's one venue and here's another one. They both have a wide, a large search range. So I'm going to use both of them because I want that content to be seen by people searching for that venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's smart. Like, you know, when, when it's indistinguishable mm-hmm. or like similar like that. Um, right. But yeah, that's, that's good to keep in mind that you're not like, you know, throwing up Joshua tree stuff or, you know, hashtag Dallas wedding, or I guess you don't, you don't even hashtag, you don't have, (laughs) you don't have to hashtag, but think of hashtags or keywords like hashtags. That's Mm -hmm. one like really easy way to start understanding what keywords are and what is keyword research. Keyword research is just like you do on Instagram for your hashtags. You're just use taking out the hashtag part and just using the keyword Dallas wedding photographer. Um, And you can do, there's two different types of keywords. There's theme specific. So themes are like wedding dress, wedding inspiration, um, wedding bouquets, um, boho wedding. And then there's location specific from your state. So Texas um, to your city. So Dallas, um, and you could also put like North Texas or Central Texas, um, you know, Texas is huge, but same with California. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. So with, um, with that, like for someone who maybe, maybe they have Pinterest, uh, mm-hmm. maybe they, they use it to pin like a bunch of uh, recipes or anything, uh, is what most of my Pinterest, uh, has been, uh, I've learned from you and we're going to get into this, uh, (laughs) a little bit, but, um, but yeah, for someone who maybe isn't like using it, uh, for marketing purposes right now, but wants to get into it Mm -hmm. or doesn't even have a Pinterest and they want to start pointing people toward their website. What's, uh, like, what's a good first step kind of getting into that? 
So the first step is to make sure you actually have a business Pinterest account. So to you have to verify your website. And once your website is verified, your name will have a world symbol with a check mark in it. And that's how you know that your your Pinterest is officially a business verified Pinterest account. Um, and that just allows you to get more analytics. So specifically link clicks um, for to start driving traffic to your website. The next thing would be to optimize your profile. So think of keywords again, I'm in Dallas. So I'm going to put where I'm located and who I serve and a call to action to my website. So when someone comes to my whole account, they know, okay, she's in Dallas. I do travel. You will see that all over my Pinterest too. And that I serve joyful couples my style is more bold, more romantic, more heartfelt. And it will say, visit my website for details. Um, so those are the first two steps. The next is just start pinning content, your content. Um, and to do that, just create boards, niche specific boards. Um, for example, if you're in Chicago, create a board for Chicago wedding venues or Chicago engagement session locations or same with New York, literally for anyone. Um, if you're not a photographer and you're more like a business coach, you can even have a board for like four business coaches or wedding education. Um, and then start pinning your content into those boards. If you've had a Pinterest and your Pinterest has been a personal and you want to switch that over to a business account, same thing, get your website verified, optimize your profile, but then take all of those pins that you've had for a personal account and make them private. Because if you think about it, think of Pinterest as a branch of your website. Okay. You don't want your, what you wouldn't put a brownie recipe on your website. Okay. I'm not a baker. Oh, I do no. bake pretty darn good. <laughs> I, do uh, brownies, though, so. I do cook really well, but you, pr- my clients aren't going onto my website for yeah. dinner recipes. They're going on my website to get inspired for their wedding. Same thing with Pinterest. If you have a bunch of personal boards um, that you have, they're not bad, but someone's clicking onto your profile, they no longer care about the wedding. They see that brownie recipe and they're going to want that brownie recipe and they're getting lost. Uh-huh. Um. So hide anything that could make your potential client get lost. Um, Also be prepared. And I think this is something that makes people really discouraged is if you have a Pinterest and say you've been using it for inspiration for your own wedding or your own photography, and you have a bunch of pins for like engagement session outfits, wedding poses, um, maternity poses. If you have all of that content and you hide all of that content, all of your analytics, so your link clicks, your um, your impressions, mm-hmm. your monthly views, all of those all of those analytics are coming from other people's pins. 
So be prepared to see your analytics tank uh-huh. terribly because you're hiding that content. So it's no longer searchable. So be prepared for that to happen. That's okay. Because once you start putting in your own content, you start keywording your content, your analytics will start going back up. Okay. Yeah. Cause before that's not your business. Like no. you're, you're getting impressions and you're getting link clicks for other people's businesses. Mm-hmm. Or for those brownie recipes. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And they're not helping your business at all. Because like I, I had pinned, uh, I, I found that out um, after taking your course. Uh, I found that out that one of the, the pins that was bringing the most impressions, mm-hmm. the most link clicks, mm-hmm. was uh, an inspiration pin that I had pinned years ago. Yeah. Uh, for like wedding receptions. And I was like, oh, this would be a cool idea. And apparently other people thought so too, because they yep. were saving it like multiple times a day. And whenever I hid that board, um, yeah, my my impressions and my link clicks like dropped. Yep. Then started coming back up as I was pinning more of my own stuff. Exactly. So um be prepared for that to happen. What I do to make sure like say I do see a pin and I do want to be inspired by it. I do want to remember it, create a secret board. That way those boards or those pins don't start messing with your analytics. Um, I will say if you go onto my Pinterest, I do have a couple boards that are not photography related in in a sense. Uh Um, I have one for travel and one for Texas living. And the reason why is, is I do tend to blog personal things as well. So those boards allow me to have a place to put those blog posts at and have reaped benefits. For example, I did a blog post on like 80 date night ideas in Dallas. Um, (laughs) um, So I did a blog post for that. And then um, someone who was on The Bachelor found it and totally blew it up even more than it was already blown up. And I did a session for her. And so just because I'm preaching that, if you're pinning into it your own content and it goes into your business model, that's fine. Recipes and photography, unless you're a food photographer, though, don't kind of go right. hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, it is, it's it's valuable as a, a blogger, like, to mm-hmm. blog personal uh, things, too. I, I try to blog either personal photo shoots, uh, like, right. with the kids at the park or whatever. And right. kind of bring in that personal... Uh, aspect of the business um, yeah uh, as well so that that would be good I should I should probably pin some of those photos too yeah I did um I did one my husband and I tried to take our kids on a yearly trip and this year was a little different because of everything that was going on but we did a road trip and we kind of I blogged it afterwards with photos of us in Zion and Moab and Colorado, but that also fits my brand because I do travel very frequently. So I want people to know like, Oh, not only does she travel for work, but she travels for personal 
business too. So she knows what she's doing and she can be trusted for our destination wedding. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone who's never left their hometown and they're like, but I want to be a destination <laughs> photographer. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cause like my, uh, I've been asked before for doing destination weddings. Mm-hmm. Like how do you travel with your gear? And mm-hmm. you have never traveled internationally uh, with camera gear. You wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into that. And that's a whole different uh, conversation. Um, all about that the hard way this year. I had my first international wedding in Cancun. And dear heavens, thank God my husband was with me because I was not prepared. <laughs> it all worked out in the end. It's okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's where mine was too. Uh, <laughs> and then like Riviera Maya. So uh, I have another one next year. I'm like, thank goodness, I am so much more prepared for this. Right? Yeah, you've already done this once. You know what to do now. <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> It was so sketchy. I will say that. I was like, oh my gosh, my gear right now, I'm just going to hug it right here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I've got to check this one. So camera, one lens, a flash, maybe <laughs> I can, I can do it with this if I have to. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so blogging or uh, like pinning from your blogs mm-hmm. uh, is is good. Are there other like can you? Because uh, I, I hate it whenever I'm on Pinterest and like this hasn't happened a lot. It kind of takes me back to like uh, I don't know if you ever like downloaded uh, songs off of LimeWire or <laughs> kind of sketchy back in the day. But there were times where it was like it was labeled like you know justin timberlake whatever yeah uh, and then you download it and then it's some other song uh, right like pinterest I've, I've had the same sort of deal where i would uh it would have a photo i'm mm-hmm. like this is great it's like you know uh whatever joshua tree elopement mm-hmm. and then i click on it and then it's like goes to the home page of a photographer in iowa right So, okay, so this is where a lot of people don't like blogging. A lot of people don't blog. Should Uh, they blog? Yes. Of course. (laughs) Blogging will help your business tenfold. The time that you put into it will reap its benefits. Maybe not tomorrow, but it will down the line, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. However, I realized that I can preach that all I want. People may or may not listen and they still want to use Pinterest. So if you don't blog and you don't want to blog and you refuse to because it's the bane of your existence, you can still use Pinterest and you're going to want to link them still to your website. So you're going to have to just put your homepage on If you're a destination wedding photographer, such as myself, um, you know, that is going to get somewhat confusing because if you're based in Iowa and you're doing weddings in Yosemite and Joshua Tree and also Colorado, people may get very confused when they show up to your website and it says Iowa. So I would just make sure on your homepage of your website, it is very, very, very clear that you may live in Iowa, but you travel all over. 
um, just to not have so much confusion when a potential client gets to your website. Um, I blog, my assistant actually blogs for me now. Um, So what I have done now, I've started to create a new workflow when it comes to Pinterest for myself. And it has just helped streamline it so much more for for me. And so what I do is after I, okay, so I'm going to use a wedding, for example, I'm just going to say like, say I have wedding A and I want that on Pinterest. I also want to blog it. Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as I upload and import their wedding gallery onto their online gallery, in the same exact time I'm doing that, I am going on to Tailwind and Tailwind is an app for Pinterest. Um, it is hands down the best investment you will ever make. It's relatively cheap. I think it's like a hundred dollars a year um, for Tailwind. Honestly, you can't really do Pinterest without Tailwind. It will tell you, it will schedule your pins for you and have time slots where your users are the most active. So as soon as you are pinning, your content is being seen by people. Um, so as soon as I am importing that gallery onto the online gallery, I am also importing onto Tailwind any images that I want to be scheduled onto Tailwind. Okay for Pinterest. So, and at the same time I'm doing that, I am sending my assistant all the photos that I want blogged. That way, when I start scheduling my blog post or when I start scheduling my um, Pinterest pins, all I have to do is grab the link from my blog post and put it in there. If you don't blog, you can just use your homepage. Um, don't ever, please do not ever use your pricing page or your contact page. Please do not do it. (laughs) Don't do it. And don't send them to something that does not make sense. Like Google or Walmart, like send them to your website. Um, I find it really frustrating too. And like, I'm trying to find a recipe and you click off of Pinterest and it's like, Oh, here's the spatula. Like I didn't need the spatula. I needed the recipe. Yeah, Thank you. I got the spatula. I, <laughs> I got that. Thank you. I just okay. needed the recipe. Um, so make sure you're sending them to high quality links for sure. Um, that workflow for me has worked really well because I can do everything all at one time. I don't have to go back to it. It's yeah. fresh in my mind. And once I do it, I I literally set it and forget about it. I don't have to go back to that gallery. Um, if you have a lot of content you want to put on Pinterest, what I would recommend is just downloading a bunch of images, doing it all at one time, and sitting down and just making a point to do it. You can pin as little as 15 times a day. That sounds a lot, but I'm mm-hmm. sure you have 15 images from one wedding that you can pin. Um, yeah. So pinning like 15 times a day, do you mm-hmm. recommend doing that like all at once or with the, the scheduling software kind of s- 
separating that out. Yeah. So on Tailwind, what I do is I upload everything. I, I um, keyword it and then I set it. And then on Tailwind, it lets you shuffle your calendar. So all of your pins are intermingled. So I can have like wedding A, A B, C, D, all the way to Z all scrambled together. So when someone's seeing my pins, just say like in chronological order, you're going to see a variety from everything. You're not just going to see the same wedding all together streamlined. Um, Yeah. yeah, That's one reason why I really like Tailwind in addition to the fact that it literally does everything for me. Like I was telling you earlier, I am scheduled to like, March, maybe even April. Um, I did it all within three hours. Thanks. And I, Uh, that's 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 my marketing done. Yeah. Cause I I feel like the, uh, like just the numbers, like you saying, you know, pinning as little as 15 a day, like that sounds like a lot when you're thinking in, uh, Instagram terms. Like, right. Like I'm thinking like, Oh man, like I don't even do one a day. Yeah. On and like you said earlier, you got to think about captions and stuff over there. Yeah. Like the, the numbers can seem really big, but whenever mm-hmm. you have that scheduling software, like tailwind, uh, mm-hmm. when you can, you can dump photos in there and then you have your, uh, your keyword, uh, kind of blocks that you can just, Right. Pop into each one. That Literally open up charactercounter.com, I think is what I use. Um, yeah, character charactercounttool.com. Okay. And just type in until it's 500 characters, technically 499. Um, so on character count tool, I just start typing keywords, copy and paste keywords, and then copy and paste it for the whole wedding it to pin one wedding it takes mm-hmm. me like maybe five minutes and if you've done multiple weddings at one location go to that pin on pinterest copy and paste what you've already done mm-hmm. if the pin if the keywords are working and you'll know by your impressions if your impressions are super duper low or you're not getting any link clicks to it um then it, you might have to keyword research it a little bit more should not take you that long once you've done the keyword research on it okay Okay. I like it. I love a good workflow. Yeah. Um, like I, uh, I, I hate going back to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my, my whole like culling and editing process was horrible when I started. Cause I would like go through and I would not cull. I would just pick which ones I wanted to put in their sneak peek uh-huh. blog. And then I would edit those and then I'd go back and I'd pick cull through everything and then I'd go back and I would edit everything and it was just like so much repetition and so much wasted time and now I do that all at one time so I don't even cull anymore like at all no no it's made my workflow so much easier it's like I just go through and I like pick whatever ones for their their highlight gallery Mm -hmm. and then edit those and then I 
I don't, someone taught me how to do this and I don't even know what the correct word is for it. Um, under quick develop where it has like saved presets, uh-huh. I put in the preset for all the images. It edits every single image with that saved preset. And then I call as I am going through the gallery to edit it. Nice. It's literally cut my editing in like yeah. half. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's that would be so much quicker. Uh, I, might <laughs> I mean, there are some like some images where I'm like, oh, I like I don't really like this preset on it. Like, let me go through and like change it up, um, mm. do some hand editing on it. But like, not not usually. Yeah, yeah, that whole like syncing uh, edits was a game changer uh, for mm-hmm. me, where I could just highlight an entire scene. And, yeah. Like, sync and then everything is now edited the same and I can do some like some hand edits or like a little uh cropping because I I tend to shoot a little same I feel like my head's crooked I know yeah I'm like am I always just a little bit to the left I don't understand um I blame my harnesses I can see the horizon I should be able to shoot straight um but yeah okay but yeah I'm like I love that uh, that workflow and I'm going to have to adopt that because uh, that sounds super easy to just be able uh, mm-hmm. to uh, whenever I send that out just dump all that into Tailwind as well yeah and if you don't have time to keyword it right away that's fine you can still like um, it shows the first 150 pins on Tailwind so like it just pushes stuff back to the bottom I think I have like a thousand pins like on my schedule like that I could schedule at any time because I literally just with every gallery that I want on Pinterest I just keep adding it on onto my tailwind Mm -hmm. um and then when I go to schedule I schedule whatever I see first and that's it is what it is nice (laughs) okay I like it I like it That, that makes it it makes it less um less daunting because um, like it's a yeah. new thing for a lot of people um you know myself included i'm i'm not a professional at pinterest and i have not been in there like whenever whenever i do dump a lot of pins mm-hmm. um, one i don't use tailwind or anything like that i'm like literally going into pinterest <sighs> pin and no. then yeah it's taking a no. lot of time it takes yeah. so much time tailwind yes. streams line streamlines that you could add a th- thousand images onto it at one time we'll just upload it all um i don't know how anyone it's a waste of your time not that and time is precious. Like you can never, you can regain money. You can regain clients, but you're never going to regain your time. Um, and we don't have a lot of time. So the more efficient it is, the less daunting it will be. So coming up with a a workflow that works well for you is very, very helpful. And I know like everyone always says, but time, like with a workflow, Mm -hmm. you will find the time. Oh yeah trust me yeah yeah and even even uh even if you can't do like every single wedding or every whatever yeah. if you can, like start doing it and kind of build that mm-hmm. momentum and yeah. uh, like okay this is what i do this is now in my workflow mm-hmm. when i deliver the sneak peek gallery it is now going into here 
Yep. And, uh, and then taking that time. Yeah. Yep. Whenever I mentor people, that's what I always tell them. I say, just start. Mm-hmm. There's no like once you start, it becomes, it's like riding a bike, right? You have to get on the training wheels first. You first have to sit on the bike and then you have to pedal and then the training wheels come off and then it's, you know, you can ride the bike. You're good to go. Um, you just have to start somewhere Yeah. where even if it's messy, just start. Yeah. You can't just stand there and look at the bike and be like, man, I really want to ride that bike. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Yeah. Go sit on it. Right. Exactly. Just push off the ground. It's like (laughs) your momentum going. And then once you can, you can throw those training wheels off. Right. We're starting to uh, teach my son how to ride a bike. We got him a bike for Christmas and I'm like, this is going to be fun, but this is what we got to do. How old is your son? He is three. Okay. Our kids are very similar in age. My daughter is six and my son is three. Okay. Yeah. 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 And hopefully no third one ever on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Three. I mean, uh, three outnumbers you, uh, there's, there's no, no man on man, uh, defense anymore. No, thank you. We, uh, we have been trying to get our son who is almost six, uh, to ride without training wheels. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't really fit is it is not not his his jam but we also don't have uh like we don't have a sidewalk on our side of the street oh so we don't we don't go around too much and our sidewalks are all kind of jammed <laughs> uh, with tree roots and things uh, so i don't blame them too much i need to just like take them to a parking lot and just like here <laughs> right around an empty parking lot yeah yeah, like that would have been perfect with all these, uh, you know, uh, the oh yeah, from home. All these school parking lots were empty. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah, I might might do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. I might do that this afternoon. There you go. Let me know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I love, I love all of all of that you have shared about Pinterest today. So kind of to to summarize, like for for someone starting off. Mm-hmm. Are, like, at least like three steps that they can take to start kind of sitting on the bike, uh, yeah. getting some motion going. So step one is to have a verified business account. So go on to Pinterest, um, verify your email or your website without that any other step you're going to do is not going to be helpful. Um, you're not going to drive traffic to your website. Um, and your SEO on Google is also not going to start increasing. Um, so that's step one. Step two is optimize your, your account, make it as searchable as possible. So using those keywords, doing some keyword research for your market, um, your demographics, um, your ideal clients or couples. Um, So step two, optimizing your profile, do keyword research. And then step three is put your pins on Pinterest, whatever they may look like, however messy they are at first. um, Just get your content on there, even if it's messy. Just just do it. (laughs) Done done is better than perfect. Yes, exactly. 
we all start somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, d- that has been a, a difficult thing for me because I've always kind of been, you know, a perfectionist and I want it mm-hmm. to look good and I want to be professional. Um, and like, I don't know about the, like, I don't have like the, the custom, like, uh, you know, some of those pins will have like oh, uh, yeah. the blog name on like a, a frame <laughs> around the thing. And it's like yeah. made for each one. I'm like, I don't have those. All I have is just my photos. And like, I shoot a ton of landscape. Uh, okay. I know Pinterest definitely. Is it still, I know for a while it was uh, kind of prioritizing or at so... least it, it looks better with the portrait style. It does look better for portrait. If I shoot, so like I tend to shoot portrait style, whereas like not because I use Pinterest a lot. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just how I tend to shoot. Whereas a lot of other people, they tend to shoot landscape, which is fine also. Um, your pins take up more space on mm-hmm. Pinterest doing um, vertical images. Okay. Um, so yes, it is better to put or or vertical images. However, if you shoot landscape, that's fine. Just still get your images up there. Um, I will say closer up photos. So like where you can actually see the people, you can see the details, um, tend to do better than like far away, um, images, Okay. That's good. Yeah. Cause like if someone's just scrolling through all the things and they mm-hmm. see like kind of a mid range where it's not like the, where they're tiny little people yeah. and you have like, <laughs> landscape of the mountain or whatever. Uh, Cause that mm-hmm. could stop them in their scroll. But if it's like that mid range where it's like, can't really make out their faces, but I can still see kind of, right. I can see how that would easily be scrolled over. Right. And think about how people use Pinterest too. I know I have my own personal um, Pinterest client because I do manage people's Pinterest accounts. Um, I know that she was getting very disheartened because she, her work is amazing, but she also serves four different states because of where she's at. So she, she's a very broad Yeah area um but also very small states too so if you have a smaller demographic in just your area naturally those um those pins your pins aren't going to get as viral as other people's because your state is smaller so just add a couple more theme specific keywords in there but theme specific keywords that your clients are searching not other photographers so you and i were more likely to search wedding image poses film photography we're more apt to look up um, engagement session poses pose specific things Mm-hmm. photographer specific things where it's our clients are more than likely looking up engagement session ideas engagement engagement session outfits they're not necessarily looking at poses yeah that's good that's uh that's really helpful with trying to get um you know potential clients instead of just other photographers looking at yeah 
I mean, I will say a lot of photographers do see my work and that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but I also want clients to see my work. That's That's kind of the goal. Uh, It's just like Instagram. Like you can follow a bunch of photographers, a bunch of photographers can follow you, Mm -hmm. but those photographers are not paying your bills. No. Your clients are. Yeah. I did a thing like a couple of years ago. I was, I don't know, probably like at 750 followers or something. And I was really excited about almost to a thousand. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see um, like the percentage of potential clients versus photographers versus yeah. other vendors. And it was like 60 something percent were other photographers. And then like another 20% were other vendors. And I was like, I've only had, I only have like maybe 70 people, right. potential clients that actually follow me. Uh, right. But it was because <laughs> I was posting stuff uh, and, you know, using hashtags that were those like engagement poses and, right. and things right. that other photographers were looking for. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, cool photos. I'll follow this guy. Yeah. I actually, started to unfollow a lot of photographers on Instagram. (laughs) Um, Not because I don't love their work. I feel like a lot of photographers are very very talented, but it ruins your engagement and Uh your algorithm on Instagram. So I just started unfollowing people. (laughs) I go to, um, so when, when you go, I know this is about Pinterest, but we can talk about (laughs) (laughs) when you go to your followers and then it, it has a little thing that shows like least interacted with, <laughs> most engaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are the least interacted with or least shown in feed uh, or something like that. Yeah. It's like the followers that you don't see very often. Like, mm-hmm. And I'll go through that every now and then. And if there's people in there that I'm like trying to engage with uh, as potential clients, I will make sure to go through and like comment on a few photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, Oh yeah, that was like the, a florist that I was going to work with in Colorado, but then she never got back to me. And I did the same thing yep. with another florist, but I just, you know, I was following her and then I'm like, okay, cool. I will not follow you. Cause <laughs> also like changes around the algorithm and all mm-hmm. that who can find you and all that. Yep, exactly. Well, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I am very excited to like implement this new workflow and get, uh, get my Pinterest up and going again, uh, get some more blogs going. I just recently blogged. So now I'm like, okay, I got, I've already got one kind of in the sheet. I can, I can get that over and download tailwind and, uh, and get these things going. It's the best time to start. It's the beginning of the year, right? Exactly. Yeah. New Everyone's year. slow right now. So just start implementing a new workflow. And then by the time we get busy, you already have it implemented. You yeah. already have a bunch of pins scheduled during that time where you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You can get everything scheduled out to April. And yeah. then you don't have to, it's like once every three months, you have to actually think right. about like, scheduling. That's all. Okay. Well, um, so before we wrap this up, we've got Mm -hmm. a little part of the show where we talk about what we're loving. Um, could be movies, books, TV shows. Okay. So 
Okay, so I'm a huge crime, um, true crime podcast. Love it. Um, I listen to them all the time. But I just recently started listening to Serial, and Serial does, like, they talk about one crime Mm-hmm. from start to finish um and i just went back and listened to the one that they did on adenon i believe that's how you pronounce his name um uh, could be butchering it but i literally listened this is embarrassing but i listened to the whole season <laughs> in like two two and a half days um because i just listened to it while i was editing a wedding and it was so great it um oh what's her name sarah koenig yes yeah she is a uh, like i don't know she just like pulls you in like she has a really good voice i think that's really what it is i think so because there have been like there are a a lot of true crime podcasts and i've listened to a few of them and i'm like i'm sorry dude i just can't get into your voice Uh, i'm the same way my top three are definitely serial i'm really looking forward to like going back and listening to other seasons of hers um but um crime junkies is really good i just really the way they storytell is great oh, yeah. um and generation y is another one that i really like um it's two guys um i really enjoy the fact that you can listen to them and you uh, one of them is a little bit more liberal and one is a little bit more conservative. Okay. So they really, it's really good listening to their different viewpoints, Yeah, but they get along. So it's like no fighting in there. That, that civil conversation. It's a very civil conversation. Um, it's also a lot of no BS. So I really, really, really like that one too. Okay. And you said that was generation Y? yeah okay cool i'm gonna have to check that one out uh because i i i love cereal um i was i was late to the game uh with cereal i know that was like one of the original podcasts and everything i was too it's my first time listening to them (laughs) yeah it was um i don't know probably a couple years ago i listened to to that season and i was like oh this is great and it kind of got me into true crime podcasts my Uh, first one was crime junkies and i was like hooked and now before wedding because i texas is so far i are like so big i feel Mm. like i drive all the time like it takes me an hour to get anywhere um so i just will put on like a true crime podcast driving places and it's just it takes my mind off of it, except I will say I probably shouldn't do that driving home late at night, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a, a photo shoot out at uh, Enchanted Rock, which is about oh yeah, yeah. two and a half hours or so uh, from mm-hmm. call station, and uh, and yeah, I listened to Crime Junkie all the way out there, and then I started listening to it on the way back, and I was like, okay. I've got like I had to stop at this sketchy gas station to fill up with gas. I was like, "That's not good." This is not, uh, I don't know. The same thing up. has happened to me. I had a session up in Lake Tahoe, and then it wasn't even Lake Tahoe. It was just like the mountains near it. Mm-hmm. And then I had to drive from Lake Tahoe back to Southern California, so it was like a four or five hour drive. Um. And I was like, I'm just going to put on this true crime podcast. Like, it will keep me awake. It will keep me engaged. 
Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh, I need gas. And I had to stop at this middle of nowhere gas station. Yeah. And I called my husband and I was like, I am going to be one of these people on a true crime podcast. Like, I need you to talk with me. This is not safe. And he was like, you probably should just not be listening to that right now. Like, just turn it off. Yeah, I have I have to do the same thing. If I'm driving at night, I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to have to switch over to, like, either an interview, like an armchair expert type thing, or, yep. or like a comedy podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to be laughing. Uh, yep. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, have you ever listened to My Favorite Murder? I I don't like their voices. Okay. I didn't at first either. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I, like, the main one that I, I binged through all the Crime Junkie episodes. Okay. Yeah, same. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need more because I can't wait a week. And, I'm on their Patreon. Uh, I still can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought about doing that. I probably should. I've already listened to all of them. But I started listening to uh, My Favorite Murder, and I was like, no, I just I don't like the way that they talk. Uh, and then I just kept listening because I needed more true crime. And now they are probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I like the bantering. <sighs> like, they take 45 minutes to get into the story. And, and that is what I don't like. So, yeah. like, I tend to just, like, skip that. And I'm just like, oh, this is really annoying. Um, Generation Y, if you like them, I think you'll really like Generation Y. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they probably have, like, some some good conversation going back and forth. They but have some like, really good conversation. Like, uh, oh, what's their names? Ashley and uh, Britt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, crime junkies mm-hmm. don't have a ton of conversation it's mostly just like one of them telling the story and then the other kind of reacting so one thing that's really interesting is generation y and crime junkies they have done some of the same cases before okay. but they've both said them in completely different ways and brought up other points that happened in the crime um that's really interesting because they use different sources and but i will say generation y's banter is a lot better than like um brit and ashley i'm like what is that name Uh, the the crime junkie girls (laughs) Uh, okay well cool i'm gonna have to download uh generation y uh this happened on spotify yeah, I've got some, I've got some, uh, some to do this afternoon, so that'll be perfect. There you go. Uh, okay, well, cool. Um, do you have anything else that you're loving? Or is that that's good? Um, right now, I think that's all. Okay, sweet. Um, I let's see. Okay, I, I I feel like I've been loving a lot of stuff lately. Uh, but I'm gonna try and like narrow down just a couple things. Um, I watched a movie recently on Netflix called The Impossible. Um, And it's like from 2012. It was not a new movie, but it's on Netflix now. I missed it when it first came out. Um, It has Ewan McGregor. um, And, oh, there's there's a couple other people that I I recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the story of this family who was vacationing in Thailand in, I think, like 2004 or 2008 or something, uh, where that big uh, tsunami hit. Yeah. 
and it's the story of like they were on the beach like at a resort when the tsunami hit and it follows them and how they were able to find their kids oh wow and like it's a it's a pretty intense story um but i like uh natural disasters um (laughs) i like stories like that like i'm all for earthquakes and tsunamis and hurricanes and tornadoes like twister was one of my favorite movies growing up um but I, i love that kind of story and this was a little bit different not like a twister where you know it's it's following that it's like the tsunami starts like toward the beginning of the movie yeah mostly like their journey that sounds really interesting i'm gonna have to watch that yeah yeah it was was really interesting especially since they you know didn't speak taiwanese so yeah uh, or at least not much so it's it's an interesting movie i also like ewan mcgregor so that's cool yeah uh, but yeah, The Impossible should still be on Netflix. <laughs> so one thing that's bad about Netflix is you'll tell someone about something and it'll be like off. Right. Yeah, like The Office. The Office isn't on Netflix. Oh, I, I can't go into The Office. I don't cancel me. You don't like The Office? I don't like The Office. I don't like yeah. Friends. I I don't know. I just can't get into either of them. Yeah. However, I do like How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Um, That's the, my, my wife also not a big office fan. It's kind of cringy uh, with Michael. I get it. Awkward. Uh, And the same with friends. Like she was really big. And I love the office. I love friends. I also love how I met your mother. Uh, I should probably go back and watch that. That was one of those. If you like the office and you like friends, like you'll Mm -hmm. like how I met your mother, but I really, I just don't understand or like the humor just goes above my head with the office. Like I just don't. It's definitely a different kind of humor. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I forgot. I really liked how I met your mother when it, uh, cause that was one of the only shows how I met your mother. And I think lost were, probably the only shows that I watched the first episode of Mm -hmm. and then I watched it every week uh when it came out uh and of course we don't really have shows like that anymore no Uh, but but those were like I kind of prided myself with uh with how I met your mother back in the day I was like oh no yeah I watched the first episode live yeah I didn't watch it live, but that's okay. But I did watch Lost Live, but I stopped watching it like several seasons in because it was just way too weird. Season four, it went really weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the season. I was like, yeah. what is happening right now? Yeah, we used to have Lost Watch parties and <sighs> we'd like uh, barbecue or make egg rolls or something and just like hang out and watch Lost. And then. Love it. Like season four, the group started to shrink. Yeah. <laughs> like three of us. And we're like, we're just, we're invested. We're just going to ride this out. And then it was like through season six, and we're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this Jacob Smoke Monster dude's go- doing. <laughs> it's cool. I can say that I finished the series. Well, I'm very proud of you because I literally have no idea what happened after that. I'm just like, I don't know. It's okay. 
I watched it. I still don't know what happened. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So the impossible, that's what I'm loving. Um, also Mancala. Um, it's the little, game? Yeah. The little game with the little yeah. things and you move them. Um, we, we saw that, uh, we, um, uh, my wife and I go on weird dates sometimes. Um, and we went to Goodwill for a date, uh, just to like walk around without the kids. Yeah. And, don't blame you. Yeah. And we were walking around and we, um, like found some interesting like art pieces and stuff. Like most of my, uh, like this, uh, I found, oh no, my chair is gone. <laughs> don't fall. Um, like this is like a three to Oh, wow. Uh, painting of Venezuela. That's so cool. Like, Sweet. I'm going to get this. I'm going to put it in my office. Uh, it was like 50 cents. Um, but we, we also found a Moncala game there uh, for like $1.50. So we got that for, for our son for Christmas and he loves it. Um, and I've been enjoying playing around because I that was a game that I played like with my grandparents. when I was, I was going to say, I used to play that as a kid all the dang time. Oh, yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. So yeah, check out your local Goodwill. There's yeah. a Moncala in there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's also one I'm loving. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. My daughter's obsessed with playing tic tac toe right now, so I think I'm down for another game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's only so much tic tac toe you can do. Especially yeah, I'm kind of tic toe down. As a draw. Like, yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sweet. Well, um, Kirsten, thank you so much for, for being here today and, and chatting about Pinterest and movies and, and uh, true crime. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they interact, talk Pinterest, all those things? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm very active on like my stories um, at Kirsten Ashley dot photography. Um, you can find me on Pinterest at Kirsten Ashley photography. Um, if you want a good example for your Pinterest, use mine. I don't care. Um, just so you can kind of see like what am I doing? It's very easy to see it. Um, just look at any of my pins. And also my website is kirstenashleyphotography.com. And if you go to my website, I do have a Pinterest freebie to help get you started on Pinterest. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have links to all those different places and links to uh, link to that freebie, uh, in the okay. show notes. Um, I'll also post that in the Facebook group uh, today for those of you who are watching live. Uh, Perfect. So that now. Uh, and uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. This has been a lot of Thank fun. Um, Facebook again. Uh, thanks for, thanks for chatting with us. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all, that was so good. Seriously, I took notes on all that Kirsten said, and it took me, seriously, it took me like 30 minutes, and I scheduled out almost an entire month of content on Pinterest, and I am super excited to uh, to see it grow and turn into something more than recipes and pictures of funny dogs dressed in people clothes. Uh, so definitely head over to the show notes for your freebie from Kirsten at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 50. That's five zero. And drop her a DM on Instagram. Let her know uh, that you're starting to grow your own Pinterest. 
And thank you for joining us for another Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join us live in our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. Our theme song is by the talented John Isaac, and this episode was edited by me, John Mansfield. You can follow me on Instagram at allheartphoto and follow the podcast at lightdarkco. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.